0: Those in the arena are strivers, people. You know them when you see them, and they often are striving with the courage and determination that you can feel. And we're often inspired by those that came before us, right? And who stood in the arena and have strived on their journey. And these warriors do not let the shortcomings stop them. They know that this is the path to a better way. My name is Michael Shikitano and this is Right Here, Right Now, a podcast to inspire the learner inside each of us. In a world that is full of so much information, we will help find and package that information so that you can use it in your lives every day in practical ways. And in each episode, we will remind you of the importance of being present and mindful of your daily thoughts, actions and interactions. It is truly the most vital step to learning and growth, being mindful and present right here, right now to take on life's challenges and turn them into life's lessons. So come on this venture with us, a new beginning, a new journey that starts right here, right now. Welcome back, people. I am Michael Shikitano, your host of Right Here, Right Now, the podcast that has called upon each of you to take action. The podcast that reminds us that being mindful and present as we face adversity provides us with the capacity to learn more and do better as we grow and evolve. The podcast that instills in each of us the courageous mindset to overcome the fears we face knowing that the fears are often unrealistic. Today, people, I'm going to share with you what I believe is one of the most inspirational and instructive and one of the most powerful passages from modern history. The man in the arena speech uh, is actually, um, it's a speech given by Theodore Roosevelt. He was the 26th president of the United States Uh, He gave this speech at the University of Paris in uh, France on April 23rd, 1910. The excerpt that I'm going to read has become one of his most famous lines uh, or groups of lines and is often referred to as an emblematic statement of his beliefs and values. This passage has always resonated with me. Every single line of this message to me is so profound. He minces no words. Every word so efficiently gets to his point. Every string of syllables should move you. They have moved me, inspired me, and perhaps uh, this will inspire you. And it is just so meaningful to so many as it sparks the inner fire within those that strive to do more and be more on our journey in life. I'm going to read the excerpt that is most famous, and then I'm going to look to break it down a little bit as I offer my interpretation, what these words mean to me. And with each line, I'm going to offer you these strong and moving words, each translation or elucidation with its meaning through my eyes, by way of my mind, through my heart even. So here we go. Into the arena, people. With those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And I'm telling you, reading this probably for the 50th time, still getting the chills going back. The man who is actually in the arena chills and at least fails while daring greatly chills. It's just amazing. So let's dive right in here, people. And the first line, I love it. It is not the critic who counts. If you have a growth mindset or have the capacity for leadership within you, or if you are a parent, or if you understand the power of working through failures with a learner's mindset, right, the growth mindset, this is the line of the passage that should grip you and halt you in your tracks. I know it's the first line. That's what draws me to this passage. And it moves you, I think, to open your mind a bit more as you want to read on. It captivated me. And let's hear why this critic should not matter. Perhaps it is because they are jeering from the sidelines. We know far too many of those people. He goes on, not the man who points out the strong man, how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. I think, again, the insinuation here is one where the critic that points these things out is lazy and less than equipped to get to work himself, too busy perhaps calling out the mishaps of others, forgetting about getting things done. This person doesn't even have the capacity to get to work, to even start the work. Spending far too much time and energy into relishing in the struggles of others. These people will attempt to suck the life energy out of you, but only if you let them, only if you are not aware of them and their intentions. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. And you know what I find most interesting about this line and how he begins the rest of his soliloquy on the effort and trials and tribulations of those that strive for doing more, being better, helping others, is that there is credit that is available. And when we hear about credit, what do we hear? We often hear it in terms of credit for the taking. Those in the arena, I assure you, are not seeking to take the credit in what they do. He suggests that it belongs to them, though. They have not taken it. This expends energy. The doers and the movers and the strivers, those in the arena, deserve the credit, but do not waste time looking to take it. They simply do what needs to be done, and the onlookers see it in their marred and dusty faces. They know. Who strives valiantly who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. Those in the arena are strivers, people. You know them when you see them. And they often are striving with the courage and determination that you can feel. And we're often inspired by those that came before us, right? And who stood in the arena and have strived on their journey. And these warriors do not let the shortcomings stop them they know that this is the path to a better way. As we think of the famous words of Marcus Aurelius here, right? The impediment to action advances action. The mistake or the mishap is fuel for these warriors to learn and grow and do better. It's almost like they couldn't do it without those barriers, without those setbacks. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause? These lines, to me, they simply add up to purposeful and meaningful action. Being able to see the experiences that you're caught up with, perhaps in a mindful approach to your challenges, those in the arena are called to act, are driven by the calling to be better, for they know that being better today will provide us with the capacity to being and doing better tomorrow. Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat And these last lines are just so profound in their meaning. And every time I read these words or hear them referenced by someone, I pause and take note of how vital it is that we show up and do the work. It's pretty simple. These words are so powerful. He's talking about something pretty simple for those strivers and those doers. And there is a sense that the person in the arena is less concerned about the possibility of the triumph or the potential to experience the failure, but that doing the right work for the right reasons is what allows them to have the humility in their triumph and the courage in their failure. And the line that reads, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. Whoa, I told you I get the chills. If there is any one set of words that sum up how we can overcome our fear of failing, daring greatly does the job. Because daring greatly means that it is far more valiant to have battled in the arena and lost than it is to watch from the sidelines. For fear of failure has one gripped with inaction, indecision, and the cycle of an incapacity to do more, be more, give more, and dare more. So whatever your challenge, whatever the fear, whatever the trepidation that is stifling your call to action Know that the honor is in deciding to act, to heed the calling to take action, and be sure that as we continue to discount the critics and dare greatly and strive valiantly and embrace adversity with our great enthusiasms, we will uncover our most authentic versions of ourselves in the pursuit of triumphs if they come or lessons in our failures. And we must celebrate the value of action and the determination that breeds resilience. So get in the arena. Dare and do greatly, people. Someone needs you. Someone is calling you. Heed that call and do great things. Right here. Right now. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time, right here, right now.